0: And this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. There is an area in South Central Connecticut called The Hanging Hills. As names go, hills is a bit of an understatement We're talking mountainous ridges formed of volcanic rock that hardened layer by layer into trap. At an elevation of about 1,000 feet over the town of Meriden, Connecticut, the hanging hills form picturesque and extremely atmospheric vistas and ledges, pretty much guaranteeing the perfect setting for any teen paranormal movie you'd ever want to film should you be looking for such a place. On the eastern peak of the Hanging Hills sits an odd sight. An actual tower. Something you'd imagine when someone said medieval. We're talking a properly ancient-looking building, aka not something you'd expect to see hanging around on a cliff in the northeastern United States, where the closest thing to a castle serves oddly small hamburgers. This tower called the Castle Craig, is built of the same rock as the hills that support it. Per Meriden's official website, the tower was constructed by a wealthy businessman, Walter Hubbard, the park that surrounds it also bears his name, in 1900. Paired with the hanging hills, the tower creates quite a striking visual. It conjures the sense of a long-abandoned, ancient fortress of crumbling rock, jutting up out of a forest that is lush in the summer, skeletal in the winter. It's the perfect setting for a ghost story. Maybe a murdered lord, or a betrayed maiden, or neither. Actually, we're here to talk about dogs. Or a kind of dog, a dog motif, and strangers a dog that predates even the atmospheric tower. How's that for an early twist? Now, don't get ahead of yourselves with your imaginations, although we do love a good strong mental image and start picturing chihuahuas or golden doodles or a pug who befriends ducklings or whatever your algorithm is currently feeding you. But don't go too far in the other direction either. No, not Cujo or even a hound of the Baskervilles. That's too far. Reel it back. Think medium-atmospheric. A medium-sized, medium-spectral dog set to rove the misty mountains and mystery forests. A somewhat unassuming beast padding across the southeastern Connecticut terrain with a special talent for frightening geologists unlucky enough to show an interest in Connecticut's rocks. You have that fixed in place? Good. Now, make it a black dog. Black dogs aren't quite the portent or potent symbol that black cats are, but they're no slouches either. They're popular in British folklore, where they hang out with fairy folk and at crossroads and generally wander around the mythos as the symbol should, creating, as scholar Sheila Kuhlweil writes, a proper motif across the isles. Sometimes the dogs are nasty, and sometimes they're helpful, and sometimes they're a little bit of both, signaling death, aiding travelers, leading people on and off of paths. But one thing holds true. They're never quite of this world. They always mean something, that the supernatural is afoot, or something's on the way. As mythological creatures go, they're a versatile player, so it's not surprising that Spectral Black Dogs have made their way over to North American folklore too. With all that said, allow us to introduce you to the Black Dog of Hanging Hills. Over the years, it's developed quite the reputation. As we've heard it told, you only want to see it once. Or, that's what a young geologist, WHC Pinchon, wrote back in 1898, two years before Castle Craig was even constructed. This account was published in April of that year in the Connecticut Quarterly, And it really, shall we say, set the tone for the area's future encounters with black dogs. Now, the geologist's experience seemed to start off pleasantly enough. According to his own account, he visited the western peak of Hanging Hills while still a student at Harvard to study all that volcanic rock, of course. Our buddy WHC was out in the field and struggling to take a rock sample when a dog, quote, the color of an old black hat that had been soaked in the rain, wandered up to his sight. Apparently, this canine of medium size, uncertain lineage, and definitely unclear ownership took a liking to the author and his party and began to accompany them on their journey through the hills. WHC was especially pleased that the dog didn't bark a single time which we'll admit is impressive, as any dog owner who's received a package will tell you, but we digress. Anyway, all was well and good for a while. The dog hung around with the party until they rounded back to the point where they'd met the first time, at that western peak. At that point, the dog loped off into the woods, as mysterious dog companions are wont to do. No harm, no foul. A quaint and entertaining little encounter for a geologist with no podcasts available to him. But, and there always is a but, right? Our geologist returned to the Meriden area three years later, accompanied by a friend with plans to explore the Hanging Hills again. He stopped at an inn in town that night and got to talking with the locals. And what do you know? He heard a story about a mysterious black dog one exactly like the black dog that he himself had seen in the hills. WHC wrote about the fabled creature, off-sighted at the summit of the Western Peak. It is a short-haired black dog of moderate size, with nothing particularly noticeable in its actual appearance, yet there are two signs by which it is ever known. Men have seen it bark, but have heard no sound, and it leaves no footprint behind it on the dust of summer or the snow of winter. And according to WCH's friend, a geologist who was familiar with the area, a kind of, well, prophecy or omen accompanied the beast. And if a man shall meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. And if twice, it shall be for sorrow. And the third time, he shall die. Now. As we said, this friend, Herbert Marshall, was familiar with the story and with the dog itself. Apparently, he'd actually seen the dog twice, and he said he didn't believe a word of the silly story, as people who were about to face a horrible end never do. In any case, WHC and Herbert went right back up into those hills, and what do you know, they had a wonderful trip and encountered absolutely nothing. No issues at all. Just kidding. Actually, they were stuck in a sudden bout of terrible weather, and as they struggled back down the hill in the darkness, they saw that same mysterious dog high up on the cliffs above them. For WHC's friend, it was the fateful third time. Our hero wrote, There on the high rocks above us stood a black dog like the one I had seen three years before, except that he looked a jet black against the snow wreath above him. As we looked, he raised his head, and we saw his breath rise steaming from his jaws, but no sound came through the biting air. Once, and only once, he gazed down on us with gleaming eyes, and then he bounded back out of sight. I looked at Marshall, his face was white, and he steadied himself against a rock, but there was not a tremor in his voice as he said, I did not believe it before. I believe it now, and it is the third time. And then, even as he spoke, the fragment of rock on which he stood slipped. There was a cry, a rattle of other fragments falling, and I stood alone. It seemed the omen had come true. The second time, sorrow, for WHC Pinchon, and the third time, for his friend, Herbert Marshall, death. Pretty terrifying, right? Especially when young WHC notes that, like his friend, he would too have to eventually return to those hanging hills for future geological surveys, thus practically assuring that fateful third sighting of the Black Dog and fulfilling the omen. After all, if a man should meet the Black Dog once, it shall be for joy, and if twice, it shall be for sorrow. And the third time, he shall die. The account ends with a strange postscript added by an apparently different author, allegedly a reporter from the New York Herald who notes that the author of this account was found dead on the West Peak in November of 1898, months after he'd written of his own friend Herbert Marshall's fall. The reporter writes, Apparently, he had fallen from the top a distance of some 40 feet. It is a singular fact that the body was found on almost the identical spot where his friend, Herbert Marshall, met his death six years before. This makes the fifth man who lost his life on the range within 30 years. Now, if this sounds straight out of a short story, it's because it's, well, straight out of a short story. The young geologist and author was none other than the grandfather of the famous novelist Thomas Pinchon, and his little tale is a classic example of the Gothic genre. A particularly American take if we do say so ourselves. So yes, this horrifying tale of a dead friend and steaming dog breath is fictional, although WHC certainly visited Hanging Hills. But before you turn off this podcast in disgust, there is something important that we need to tell you. The Black Dog of Hanging Hills has long been attributed as a total creation of WHC Pinchon's brain. Yes, unlike other legends that scuttle along the corridors and forest floors of this wild, weird country, our canid friend has a clear fictive source, a short story, published in a magazine, Created by a geologist who had apparent literary aspirations. Nothing more than a kind of slender man or black-eyed kids for the old-fashioned and fancy, right? He simply created a, well, very ominous doge. Except for one strange thing. The Phantom Beast has taken on a life of its own. One, we might argue, far extends beyond the limits of the story. Did the author inspire the legend, or did a legend inspire the author, or did belief create something entirely new? Let us explain. The Black Dog of Hanging Hills exists outside of WHC Pinchon's 1898 short story. We wouldn't exactly call it a twist in the tale, dogs or otherwise, but it's certainly an interesting development. Can belief make something real? Or at least if not real, can it make it exist in some way? After all, there's so much talk of belief in stories, clap if you believe in fairies, that kind of thing. But the power also lies in the repetition of the tale, the hook in the car door handle at the lover's lane, the rat in the bucket of fried chicken, In the case of the black dog of Connecticut, it took only a few decades for the stories to begin. Of course, what follows is simply the first example we could find in the news archives. Its very existence implies that the rumors and sightings of a ghostly black dog had been passed around Meriden often and widely enough that its residents had forgotten the source. In April of 1935, the Record Journal, a Connecticut paper, reported that, quote, over 12 boys from the Meriden Boys Club had formed a hiking club to be known as the Black Dog Hiking Club. This club will start out early this morning to check out a legend 40 years old. The story mentions the account of WHC and his experiences on the hill, except note this description, quote, Some 40 years ago, a geologist from Harvard University visited Meriden for the purposes of studying the trap rock formations of the Hanging Hills. No mention whatsoever of the story being fiction. At some point, that fact seems to have disappeared in the telling. Not that singular in our world, where fact and make-believe can swirl together like a really weird frozen yogurt flavor. WHC's experience had become one of many sightings. And strangers? There were many. Of course, not all of them made it into the newspaper. Unlike, say, a cryptid, a phantom dog isn't something you can really try and trap or claim you've been horribly mauled by in the forest or even sell a footprint casting of at your local gas station. Not at least in its classic form. After all, the whole conceit was that it was supposed to make you happy, and sad, and then dead. Makes us wonder how far that boys club had thought through their whole, go repeatedly looking for the black dog of hanging hills idea, but kids do enjoy their outdoor activities, don't they? Moving on, in 1949, the record journal republished Pinchon's original story, but with a very interesting note attached. Not for many years has the Black Dog been seen in the vicinity of the West Peak. From Mrs. Nellie Hart Mott of Fairfield, the record has secured an account of the Black Dog as it was contained in an article written by WHC Pinchon in an article of the Connecticut Quarterly in 1898. Perhaps there are other versions of the Black Dog legend. Perhaps there are persons living who have seen the eerie beast. Perhaps there are others who can confirm either by personal knowledge, or by reliable hearsay the events listed in the accompanying story, the record will be glad to receive more data on the black dog. Looking for creepy stories? Then we might have a podcast for you. And now, presenting Rattled and Shook. (laughs) Rattled and Shook is a weekly podcast that features new scary stories every episode. Kind of like this. I would hear her say things to me inside my head. I couldn't get around him. I was trapped. The other guy started to get pretty agitated. He grabbed my grandfather's oxygen hose and he cut off his oxygen. Then I started thinking, well, you know, who would be hanging around in this nowhere forest, in this nowhere area? And that's when I started looking more closely. And that's when I noticed there were several shapes and they were slowly working their way toward me as they were moving from tree to tree new episodes of rattled and shook are out every thursday listen for free on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts the story had well and truly shifted from gothic fiction fashioned to look like a news article to well a news article funny how the truth changes isn't it Then, in the late 1970s, a woman named Patricia Edwards Klein decided to write a book, Ghostly Animals of America. Having heard of The Black Dog of Hanging Hills, she got in contact with the Meriden Historical Society's curator, Bernice Morehouse. And according to a 1977 Record Journal article, Bernice was able to give the author much more than the original bit of fiction, now treated as an article, by our pal WHC she gathered stories of locals who, according to Patricia Edwards Klein, had, quote, continued to fall from the West Peak. The article's author goes on to discuss the fictional friend of WHC, Herbert Marshall's fall to his death, and then the author's. And per the Record Journal, Mrs. Morehouse was able to give Patricia Edwards Klein plenty of other examples for her Ghostly Animals of America book, quote, Over the years, the Hanging Hills have been the location of a number of deaths from falls over the cliffs, and only a fortnight ago, a large dog, which had apparently been accustomed to leap over obstacles, jumped over the stone parapet at the base of the castle and fell 100 feet to its death on the rocks below. And yet, the Record Journal also reported, in recent years, there have been no reported sightings of the supernatural canine. But somehow the events remained linked. And the article added one more interesting bit of information, this time from Patricia Edwards Klein's studies on spectral animals. Ms. Klein points out in her introduction that, similar to human ghosts, animals most often haunt a place where they have met a violent death. Now, strangers, to catch you up to where we are so far, we have a gothic story that has forgotten it is fiction. A dangerous range of peaks, and a specter of a black dog that, while known, has not been seen for decades. Interesting, but not precisely unexplained, right? Well, then came the other black dog of Meriden, and that's when things just got weird. In 1981, the Record Journal published an article about the two famous black dogs in town, First, they told the tale that we've all become familiar with, and it's worth noting that the reporter this time around dropped in a few words like alleged and purported that hinted that he wasn't totally buying it. But, more importantly, he dropped something else on us. This odd little tale. There was a second preternatural dog in the area that no one had bothered to mention, at least to us, via the newspaper, which we as researchers don't find particularly helpful. And like the dog of the Hanging Hills, it was black and, quote, left no footprints in either summer or winter and was never heard to bark. Well, except for in one instance, when the firehouse bells rang from the nearby station. Apparently, this second black dog was said to guard the yard of a man named Arthur M. Curtis, who lived on East Main Street in Meriden. Per the Record Journal, this dog didn't seem to have much choice in that matter, as it was a cast-iron mastiff. Yes, it was a literal statue of a dog, so standing still and guarding was kind of its gig. But as the stories go, this statue of a dog would raise an absolute racket when the fire bells rang. Why? Yeah, we don't know either. Maybe the answer would have eventually been discovered or run in the local newspaper, but according to the surprisingly unhelpful author of this article, someone drove up into Curtis's yard and ran over the thing. Are you allowed to hit magical dogs with a car? So further investigations, were impossible. According to the paper, the statue was never replaced, and the article was shockingly vague on contextual details. We weren't even given a decade on the whole barking statue magical dog vehicular slaughter story, Never mind background on how it got there or why no one was concerned about it or if there was a penalty for driving onto someone else's front porch at the time. What we did find out though, was that the Black Dog of Hanging Hills grew more and more famous as the decades passed. According to the coverage in the 1980s and 1990s, a folklore professor, Philip David Phillips, popularized the tale across the state. He gave spirited tellings at festivals, in class, and at Connecticut cultural events. The Black Dog of Hanging Hills became kind of a what-to-do-at-Halloween list mainstay by the 2000s, which, if you ask us, seems like a terrible idea for an omen that will apparently kill you the third time you see it, but hey. And speaking of that, were people claiming to see this dog? And did they believe in it? The answer is, well, yes, ish. Per the Record Journal, as recently as 2006, quote, a Meriden resident had reported an encounter with a black dog near Castle Craig. We can only hope it was a singular run in. And in October 2000, the Hartford Current reported that, quote, many hikers had reported sightings. But that all sounded frustratingly vague to us. People looking for a dog see a dog, right? That's when we heard about Mike Anastasio. He's an interesting character for two reasons. One, he's a former Marine with a lot of field experience. Two, he had never heard of the black dog of Hanging Hills, at least not until after he made it back down. According to the New Haven Register, in 2004, Mike was at the summit of the East Peak near Castle Creek, preparing to take a photo of the scene. That's when he told a reporter, that dog popped out of nowhere. Mike was nonplussed because he hadn't heard a thing And he should have heard something. Nothing surprised Mike. Remember all that training we mentioned? He told the register, for a dog to show up like that without me hearing him, that dog was just stealth. It wasn't three feet away from me. I said, whoa, how'd you get here? It didn't bark. It just stood there perfectly still on that rock, staring at me. It almost smiled. Then it walked around the castle, and uh, it disappeared. I can't explain it. Where did the dog go? There's no place it could have gone except over that ledge." When Mike was back in town, he mentioned the strange sighting and he was told the old omen, if a man shall see the black dog once, it shall be for joy, and if twice, it shall be for sorrow, and the third time, he shall die. And Mike Anastasio remembered that, the joy when he got news very shortly after his hike, he and his girlfriend were going to have a baby. Had Mike's sighting brought that on? He wasn't sure, but he told the register, I would avoid that area from that point on. The one thing I do know about fate is that you don't tempt it. After all that blending of fact and fiction, of legend building into belief, the one best documented story we found of the Black Dog of Hanging Hills comes from someone who didn't know he was supposed to believe in it at all. So, that, strangers, brings us back to those first questions we pondered. Not to get all philosophical on you, but perhaps a tale becomes truth when it's told enough times. Perhaps it can manifest itself somehow, some way. We might be able to buy that if we're in the right frame of mind. It seems more believable than a barking, runover statue, anyway. We haven't completely jumped the shark, after all. We hope you'll join us next time for another real-life story from the fine print of America's local papers, from the lives of regular people just like you and me. Except for one strange thing oh and strangers one strange thing is an independently produced podcast to support the show and to hear more of the entirely true and enticingly peculiar join us over on patreon there you'll get ad-free early releases of our regular episodes full-length bonus episodes blogs fun giveaways and the occasional live stream all for five dollars a month we hope you'll check it out There's a link in our show notes.